0: Everybody, to another episode of Fantasy Football Picks and Bets presented to you by Prize Picks. I know, weird, but yeah, it's presented by Prize Picks, everybody. And if you have not gone and signed up already, please do so. Sign up at prizepicks.com, use the promo code MMN, or there is a link in the description of this video. It takes you there. You sign up with the promo code MMN because your deposit of up to $100 gets doubled. And that's what we're here for is to help you make some money by spending some money in a super fun way because it's football and it's exciting because it's almost here. We're going to switch up our show just a little bit today since we are wrapping up week, week season. I did it again. That's going to be my thing. I need a t-shirt. Week season. Pre-three. Pre-season. Week three. It happens. Dyslexic. We'll We'll go with it because I think it's kind of fun. Makes people think. But we're wrapping this up. And we have a very special guest who I am super excited to work with because I finally get to work with him after knowing him for quite some time. So please, everyone, welcome in my friend, Laquan Jones.
1: Hey, what's going hey. on?
0: You know, I mean, I've, I've obviously been better. Um, I think week season pre-three. Um, I could have fixed that the last time I did week season pre-two. But did I? No, Laquan, I did not. I just noticed. did it again. We'll I'm just gonna it. have to make it a thing. Gonna yeah, have to make it a thing. T Every single week.
1: Just do it on purpose.
0: I feel like <laughs> things get serious when you make a t-shirt out of them.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so how are you? Did you have a nice weekend, by the way?
1: Uh the weekend was great. Um, had some great soccer news. You know, I'll bring a little soccer to it. But Christian yeah. Ronaldo's back in Manchester. So that's a little quick little plug-in right there. But my weekend has been very ecstatic. Just football is on TV, the family's good and just chilling, relaxing. And I get to talk football with you
0: yes you may come to regret this by the end of the show but hopefully not so again everybody we're gonna hop in like we always do with our prize picks but we are doing season long prize picks we're not just focusing on one slate of games we're looking at the entire season so if you are following along on PrizePicks.com, promo code mmn It will be up in that icon that says NFL underscore F U T. That is what we're going to be looking at. And they have a lot of options for us to take a look at here, Laquan. It's not just, you know, the, the rushing passing, blah, blah, blah. That is, you know, the more basic version when we're looking at specific games, but we have, uh, like, I'm going to break them down into two categories just to make it easier for my brain to digest without Mm -hmm. a black hole opening up inside my cerebellum. So we're going to start off with rushing yards, passing yards, and receiving yards. We're going to call those the yardage here. So on those first three categories here, Laquine, is there one or maybe more than one that really pops out to you under those three categories that it's like, oh my gosh, pick me, I am the obvious over under.
1: Um, I'm going to take DeAndre Swift with the under for 900 yards. Last season, he had 521
0: Spicy. yards. Spicy.
1: Mm-hmm. It gets a little bit mm-hmm. spicier, but I ooh, think,
0: oh, Caliente. Maybe-
1: Anthony Lynn's definitely going to use him exactly like Austin Eckler in a light comparison, not much of talent, but in usage, I definitely think Anthony Lynn's going to focus on getting Swift the ball out of the backfield as a pass catcher, especially there's like not that much good wide receiver help. there. not that they're bad. It's just underdeveloped and unproven. So I I think
0: bad. I think bad works. No, no.
1: I can't say bad. They're just underdeveloped.
0: They have some. (laughs) You're obviously nicer than I am. Continue.
1: (laughs) Good cop, bad cop. I love the I love the chemistry already. <laughs> but definitely, I, I I'm looking for yards, you know, out of the backfield, out of Swift. I'm not looking too much, you know, for the rushing yards. Nine hundred is kind of a stretch. I mean, if we look at Austin Eckler, he has yet to get over six hundred yards. So I think we accepted that one thousand yards or even close to one thousand yards isn't something Austin Eckler or Swift can achieve.
0: I'm actually looking right now because I did this last time, and I'm really glad I did this. DeAndre Swift under nailed it and i have got it in and i'm gonna go back to there you are i like flipped through my screens and i and i lost where my button was to see your your beautiful face now let me go back to the show doc one second there we go excellent all right so we had that was under you said that was for rushing yards right yes okay and that's the one that really stands out to you the that's most
1: eye-opener just that's the only one that i saw for rushing yards that i just had to smash it as a under that's not going to happen
0: I love it and a lot of people may not like that because of all of this love that gets thrown in deandre swift's way which yeah. if you're not familiar with how anthony lynn operates or anything that he's been saying in the off season, it's committee 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 yes. and i also do actually in redraft i prefer looking at jamal williams there as a real late uh pickup that you can get that will be sharing time with deandre swift so i absolutely love that so let's go on to our next category for passing yards who you got here
1: passing yards I'm going to go with the under again Lamar Jackson this definitely pops out to me for 3450 yards they have him uh last season he only put up like 2700 yards and 376 passing attempts which were dead last per game so I don't see them throwing the ball much being that most of their wide receivers are hurt hamstring injuries with you know Rashad Bateman the rookie that we're loving and hoping to get you know to a fast start I mean the dude's talented but now he's starting the season hurt Sammy Watkins, not that much of a good, you know, history with health. And then Marquise Brown also dealing with hamstring injuries as well. So they're back to square one with no wide receivers. Like, can you believe it? Oh, God, what do they do? They're run first offense, so I'm not too worried about them. I really feel like they're going to go back to square one, what they were doing, and that's running the ball. So, again, 3,400 yards may actually be a stretch for Lamar Jackson to achieve because we know they're going to run the ball a ton.
0: Yeah, he uses his legs anyway, you know, so especially with this recent news that has come out, which we will touch on a little bit later, which is super unfortunate. Uh, Lamar Jackson will be yet again, another running back quarterback. So that is something to expect from him. I like that from Lamar Jackson. And then just to round out our yardage section that I have properly processed in my brain, receiving yards, who you got here?
1: Receiving yards. Now I have Robbie Anderson. I'm just going to do a whole bunch of unders. I want guys to just Hit these quick bits and get the cash. So,
0: okay, Bobby, I like it.
1: Robbie Anderson for 950 yards. That popped out to me because I'm just not a firm believer of Sam Darnold. I really feel like this is something that we need to smash play now because Teddy Two Glove was able to achieve three wide receivers inside the top 25. This is something that I don't see Sam Darnold being able to do. I know the chemistry's there when they connected and, you know, with the Jets, but. I don't see Sam Darnold being able to live up to par weekly and a season long to be able to spread the ball around and not to mention Terrence Marshall Jr. is stepping up and making some noise in preseason. So he might actually leap over Robbie Anderson to be the second target in that offense. So Robbie Anderson might have a little struggle for that 955 yards.
0: Yeah. I like that. It's a little hard to get behind Sam Darnold, right? You know, like it feels like he's been in the league for a really long time, even though he's not, he's still young, but yeah. This has now gotten to the point where you have to prove it to me. I am from Missouri. So our slogan is show me state. And I feel like I am fully embodying this line and, and as a part of my life, especially when it comes to Sam Darnold. So yeah. awesome. Let's go ahead and move on to some of the other fun things that we have on Price Fix for season long. Promo yeah. code MMN, everybody. And we can take a look at passing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, receiving touchdowns, and even sacks. So let's go ahead and start with the first one, passing touchdowns. Which one of this category really stood out for you?
1: I mean, passing touchdowns, We can we can lock it in for Matthew Stafford. I believe he's going to achieve over those 30 touchdowns I really think he's going to have a 5k season and this isn't a homer pick I mean Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay it's the stars are aligned like it's a beautiful connection a beautiful chemistry that's going to be building the playbook is going to open up he has a veteran quarterback there that has the football IQ he -hmm. doesn't need to hold his hand you know going on the field reading the defenses so this is a smash play here for Matthew Stafford.
0: I love that because I love Matthew Stafford. Now on uh, Friday's show, uh, or was it Thursday night? I remember my days run together, but I do have the obligatory um, lion fan inside of me because my husband is a lions fan so ergo i must also be a lions fan because i am a loving wife and quite supportive um i also despise the rams because i'm from st louis and they divorced me to go back to their second wife so there i'm in this very strange place in my life where i'm like but i love matthew stafford but i don't like the rams like for simple personal like totally lady reasons of being bitter and hurt but it is hard for me not to just understand how incredible that season is going to be with Matthew Stafford at the helm. So I may find a place for my signed Matthew Stafford helmet back on my shelf that was behind everything over here that I spilled off of the shelf on the other show, which my poor producer has to put up with me. I don't really know why, but I could find a place for Matthew Stafford. I love that locking it in on the over for Matthew Stafford for those at touchdowns. I think it was like 29 and a half, right? Yes. Get that right? Yeah. I like that. I like that one a lot too. Okay. Let's go to rushing touchdowns. Which one stands out for you here, Laquan?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with the under for Josh Jacobs at that 8.5. I'm taking the under just based off of Kenyon Drake, him carving out a role as a capable goal line back. Now we saw Kenyon Drake. He ranked fourth in goal line duty with nine touchdowns inside the five. That's in the same conversation with a Derrick Henry, a Dalvin Cook, and an Alvin Kamara. So being that Josh Jacobs has a guy behind him that is very good in the red zone, very good at the goal line, this is pumping the brakes on this 8.5. I do not see this achievable for Josh Jacobs.
0: I love that. Is Are you in my brain? <laughs> I, I'm wondering, did you, I mean, I'm sure you have your ESP working all up in there because you're, oh. you're literally saying the same things that I do firmly believe for Redraft, which is what works so great about season-long price picks is that you can kind of get this idea of what we've been preparing for all summer. Yes. And then you can put it in this way on pricepicks.com, promo code MMN to make some money off of it, which is, you know, pretty exciting. But I am the same way, just like we were talking about DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. I'm kind of going for the Kenyan Drakes, especially in PPR, the Kenyan Drakes. There's only one, but you know what I mean? I'm going for <laughs> players like that. Little yeah. way later in in the draft, so that I can have that value. Save it for earlier. I I hear you here. This one is really tough for me to see him going past that as well. If he did, would it surprise me? No. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same way there for Josh Jacobs. I love it. Again, I think you're in my head. All right, receiving touchdowns. We are almost almost done with our price picks, people. If you're following along, remember it's on the NFL underscore fut. So we have our receiving touchdowns next. Who you got here for me?
1: Deontay Johnson with the 6.5, it was a little attractive to smash it, but I'm going for the under for the smash here. I'm going with it for the simple fact that he's not the number one red zone target. We already know Juju put up a major nine touchdowns last season, so he's obviously the number one target there in the red zone when it comes to that. Claypool came in that second spot. Deontay Johnson was the third which is all set to potentially change with Najee Harris there. So he's a very capable back that has the Le'Veon Bell type-ish workload who can be able to run the ball as well. Being that He's a big body stud that's definitely going to be taking those red zone touches. So I definitely think, you know, Deontay Johnson at the 6.5, especially with a low eight dot, especially with, you know, Big Ben targeting other guys like Juju and Claypool in the red zone, Deontay Johnson doesn't seem fair to have that 6.5. So I'm going with the under as a smash.
0: We were best friends until just now. <laughs> we we really were. I mean, things were going well, and then you had to go pull that. I disagree with you here. And the reason I disagree with you here is because he's a target monster. He had to deal yeah. with a lot of drops um, that were his problem, but they're, it's not unfixable. And I think he has been working on that. Big Ben does like to target him a lot. Now, does is that going to translate over into touchdowns? I'm not exactly sure, but I'm not scared of him for redraft. But I'm going to follow your advice here. And I love, him. I love go, him. Go the I know he's I I love Deontay Johnson too, and I really hope he's worked on his drops in the off season, But you know, hey, that's what happens. He's also a young player too. So yeah. let's wrap it up and go touch on the sacks, which are super fun to watch. People crush each other. I'm sorry, I'm a cave woman. <laughs> Actually, I am. I am legitimately mostly Neanderthal. <laughs>
1: I like watching.
0: I like watching people crush each other.
1: Who'd you got? my God. So I got Nick Bosa for the 9.5 sacks. I was going to go with the over, but I'm going with the under being that Robert Sala is not as the defensive coordinator there. He's now a Jets head coach. He lost that spark. He lost that guy that brung the energy. Like we all watch him, you know, bring that energy to the defense. And he's also returning back from an injury as well. So he might've lost a step. So he has a nice hill to climb for that 9.5. And he has also have very talented linebackers and other linemen around him that can probably achieve that being that he's the one coming back from injury so i don't think this is achievable at the 9.5 so take the under
0: Gotcha. Under on Nick Bosa. I like it, especially without that Robert Sala connection and the lack of spark. You know, our spark died too when you were, you know, bad (laughs) nothing, Deontay Johnson. So it's fine.
1: I love him. We have to follow the volume. I love him for redraft.
0: I I know I'm messing with you, my friend. I'm messing (laughs) with you. Okay. So there you have it guys. Um, Again, if you're following along, it's the NFL underscore futures. These are our season long picks that we're doing. Um, I could not ask for a better person to come and help me make those decisions because this is the kind of stuff that Laquan does. These are the things that he studies and just gets immersed in it. So thank you so much, everybody, uh, for signing up with promo code MMN. So use promo code MMN, price6.com. There's also a link in the description of this. And I said thanks to everybody because I'm looking at my producer Annette Laquan. So that just kind of got thanks. lumped into it. Um, but, yeah, thank you for helping me make some money. I am excited to get moving on this. And the season is about to start, yeah. which means draft season is right around the corner, if You haven't done it already. It's likely going to be here very soon. I actually had two drafts yesterday. At the same time, I don't recommend it. Mm -hmm. It was not easy. It was pretty tough. One of them was an online draft um, with Liz Loza, shameless name drop. So yeah, that one was the easy one you have on your phone, right, and everything's all there. The other one was at a bar where there's, you know, it's 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 a mess. It's like herding cats. Nobody knows what to do. No one has a plan. It's uh yeah. It was it was pretty interesting. But when you have a draft, Laquan, do you have a specific strategy in mind? Do you have something that you do when you get to a draft? Um, tell us what's your what's your thought process.
1: Um, so going into a draft, especially if it's my home league, I got to expect the unexpected. I mean, my home league mates are just off the wall unpredictable. So you can't really go in with a plan. But you have to be prepared to hit that audible. So you gotta be ready to shift some rankings, some tiers and et cetera, et cetera. I'm a tiers guy as well. I think tiers are probably something better to use when you go into like these home leagues, because again, expect the unexpected. So I definitely wanna just audible if I see like a crazy pick go up before, like a, a, a complete reach, you know, like I have nightmare stories. I've seen Kieron Johnson go in the second round
0: so, oh, Russell Wilson was picked first overall. in oh this league. I was God. in Saturday. Yeah. Someone who didn't even, they had no idea what they were doing. So I had to step in and help out. And I gave him a tier breakdown rankings, actually.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's nuts. So home leagues, they're fun. They're definitely unexpected. So don't take it too serious. But a strategy I do like, though, will be if I am like in a regular league, you know, what other analysts, other people who have been playing for a long time is definitely go running back heavy the first two rounds. I want to secure those first two spots. I mean, make me sleep better at night knowing I have an RB1 who's getting max touches and an RB2 that's probably getting close to max touches. So I'm not in those later rounds looking for guys like a Miles Gaskin or Miles Sanders or, you know, guys that aren't going to get max touches. So I definitely feel as though secure those running backs in the early rounds because wide receivers are deep this year. You can mm-hmm. end up with a Deontay Johnson, which is a steal.
0: i love that i'm the same way i like to have that security at night when i'm like not freaking out because at least i know my running backs are taken care of because you're right they do fall off of a cliff the further you get along in your drafts so keeping those early spots open in your draft for running backs that you know are going to have what you called it max touches is great i'm also i like the audible i like that you called it like you know calling it audible i usually (laughs) say be like water you know like don't ever have like a a, don't be married to it when you go into your draft. Have an idea of what you want to do. And for anyone not familiar with what tiers are, it's basically looking at ranks of players in a tier. Think of it like a bucket or a category, right? And you, there are certain players per position that, you know, experts think could score the similar amount of points. So they are put into the same tier. And what this does help everybody with, especially myself, because I fall victim to this, is you can avoid the dreaded draft tilt right? So if you miss on your guy, it's okay. Just go to a next guy that's available in that same tier. And you know that this guy could produce possibly the same amount of fantasy points, even though he's not that one that you had your heart set on. I really like that. I'm also a big sleeper person. I love to use the last like three picks in my draft and just take a dart throw on people. I, uh, cause sometimes when they hit, you're the smartest person ever. But when they don't, you're like, so
1: Nobody knows. I'm going the waiver wire. <laughs> it's educated
0: <laughs> guessing. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay, so I'm also a late QB girl. What about you?
1: I am a late QB guy when it comes to quarterbacks that are like Big Ben, Matthew Stafford. This is all last year, year before that. This year, I got my eyes on Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr. They're basically the guys that sit outside that top 10 that I can really get on a week-to-week basis, they can give me 20 points. That's all I really need if I'm stacked at the other positions. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, Streaming quarterbacks is also something that I can do in leagues as well. But, Mm -hmm. again, like we talked about with the running backs, do not waste some of those earlier spots on your team that have to be filled with way more valuable players. Uh, Wait a little bit on wide receiver because, like we said, wide receiver depth is – Is is huge this year. Um, It usually is. Wide like your wide receiver two and three will give you so many more fantasy points than a running back two or three. So just remember that when you're building it. I also like to do a roster construction, so I make sure that I'm super comfortable and I have at least one stud at those positions that I can play around with maybe the two or three. Like, for example, I know that I've got my RB1 set, but there wasn't really anyone that I loved when it came all the way back to me. So I went ahead and took a stud, you know, wide receiver instead. But then at least I know who I want to target in some later rounds before it gets too late. So just always have that. Be like water. Call the audible. Don't get hammered. I think would be a really, really good advice. So I asked Laquan this story. So I'm going to ask you to tell me yours first, and then I will tell mine. But what has been your worst draft experience ever?
1: All right. So my worst draft experience was my first year doing a live draft with my buddies, my home league, and it was just a complete mess. Uh, Some guys were going to the wrong location. Some guys weren't picking up the phone. Some guys were scheduled to do a Zoom and draft because they were in different countries or whatever the state. So four of those people happened to be the first four picks. And we're just sitting there waiting like, oh yeah, what do we do? Do we give them best available? Or it's too early in the draft to actually think like, all right, this is basically a wash. So mid draft, I had to switch everything online. Everybody's just hanging out and it's like, this sucks. This is supposed to be a live draft. So that was probably the worst experience I ever had.
0: Live drafts are tough. Um, speaking of live drafts, I have a league that I'm in that is rambunctious, let's call them. They're rambunctious. They are a lot of fun. It's, it's a it's a group of wonderful gentlemen that I happen to be acquainted with, and I love it. I think I'm the youngest person there. Maybe I'm not. I have no idea. But um, we all drafted a bar. So step one, not good, right? So if you're at a bar and drafting, make sure that you have a plan with your alcohol consumption if you are above the age of 21 just want to make sure yes. i throw that in there right Nice little. so yeah <laughs> so one of the people here is not known for um holding their liquor well and kind of turns into a crazy person so person. we all like team up to make sure that he doesn't do shots before round six like we, we really try to limit him to round six we bribe the bartender who's also in our league to make him drinks with no alcohol in it um no. until six or seven you know so that where it's for him you know it's it's for him it's for the league okay it's for his own good I feel like such he a on saying that right now yeah, right so, so um, let, yeah last year we had, it did, did so great he didn't get too hammered but then like the last three or four rounds everyone's like eh whatever dart throws we're right. just kind of making it a guess and he was doing really good I was super proud so time for me to go I got into my uber went and gave everyone a last hug goodbye and I went to go give him a hug goodbye and then suddenly I feel this horrible pain in the side of my face and I was like oh my god did you just bite me and he did he went to go give me a kiss on the cheek and bit my whole face like I said I have a very small head like we were talking about before this show so it looks like a rottweiler trying to bite my face off it was it's literally this big it's bad so when I was telling this story to Laquan he's like I just laughed out loud when I read this are you serious I sent him the picture of this huge bruise on my face, you know, and I and I have an yeah. arrow pointing to it in case you can't see it because yeah. it was bad and it was oh yeah. man it was it was horrible. So I'm still stunned. And I get into the Uber and I'm like, "Is my face red?" He's like, "Yeah, it's really red." I'm like, "I think my friend just bit me." He's like, "He's not your friend." And I was like, "No, that's, that's really is- good point. It's a really good point." Yes, when we got home, I had to urge my husband to not go back and and you know, engage in fisticuffs because this guy was so <laughs> drunk, he would probably just fall over and, and die or something. Yeah. We don't want that. So yeah, that was a really horrible, but like the draft itself was fine. Um, but that afterwards, like mixing, yeah. super good friends and, you know, a draft and lots of booze for like six hours straight because it's a live <laughs> draft and we were three hours late starting because nobody knows how to get their act together at all. Like <laughs> get your shit together. Why are we doing this at the time the draft is supposed to start? Anyway, that's for another time. Be prepared like like you guys were in that one league. Please. We, be yes. Prepared. Be prepared. Is there anything else you wanted to add for any draft strategies? Any anything? Any, any draft uh, please, we stuff?
1: could talk a little bit about stacking. I just became a fan of oh, stacking.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. Great idea. I like yes. that.
1: So I've recently been able to stack uh, Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler with the side mm-hmm. of bacon, which is the Keenan Allen. I actually love this stack. This is like something that I haven't been able to do a lot, but... Being that wide receiver, deep Keenan Allen's going in like that, you know, fourth round. Austin Eckler, if you're doing a super flex, you go Justin Herbert. If you're at the 110 through 112 spot, you can hit that wrap around and have Austin Eckler. So I definitely think I'm starting to be a fan of stacking and I want to see if I could reap the benefits this season in that one league with that three stack.
0: Yeah, I like that too. It's very rare that I will target more than two players on a team. Mm-hmm. It has to be very specific. Like, Justin Herbert just proved that he is a prolific passer. So yes, I'm okay with doing like a Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen. I wouldn't necessarily love that for me, but I would also not mind that with like Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, and Tyree Kill. Yes. You know, or if you don't get Tyree Kill, you could do a Travis Kelsey in there. That's I don't right. mind that. But the one thing that I do avoid at all costs is having a two receivers on the same team. Don't do that. <laughs> no. I, I I don't, care just who don't is. do it.
1: Yeah. And the okay. same
0: person that took Russell Wilson first overall literally wanted to make his whole team Seahawks. I'm like, you shouldn't <laughs> do that. And he's like, why not? And I was like, well, but what happens if they have a bye? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's, literally, he's never played fantasy football before. And he was just trying to fill in the poor guy. So, yeah, yeah don't do that because you're going to be eating it on each other's um, production. The target volume drops way down. Diversify. Spread that out a little bit. I don't ever mind having wide receiver running back. I prefer quarterback wide receiver. Um, and only in very specific cases would I have more than two. So it really just depends. It is fun, but when you do have a buy, you have some work to do.
1: Yeah, you know, some scour,
0: scour the waiver wire for sure. But I do like stacking, um, and I hope it works out for you too. I haven't found myself in in a lot of situations this year where I have the ability to stack, unless it was two receivers on the same team. Yeah. So I've obviously avoided that.
1: I just became a fan. Hopefully, I benefit, and then maybe next time next year, you know, I'll let you know how it goes. If I'm happy about it, and then if I'm not, Lauren, happy.
0: don't ever do this again.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll just. I'll just yeah. Don't do it.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and do a, a quick little recap on um, the week season pre three. See, I meant to do it that time.
1: Yeah. I'm not I saying, I, still made, I still need to
0: make a shirt on. I still need to get yeah. a shirt on it. All right. But we are going to talk about the final preseason games that we have on. In fact, they are going on still right now, but before we get into that, there are some pretty devastating injury news that we need to let y'all know of if you haven't heard of them already. Obviously the big one is the Baltimore Ravens running back. J.K. Dobbins, who I know a lot of people are super high on, he has suffered and confirmed a torn ACL that is a season ending injury. I think you and I both cried.
1: Yeah, I cried twice because, again, I have a. I was un- just
0: once, but twice as sad.
1: Yeah, an uncomfortable amount of shares of J.K. Dobbins. So on top of I that, not- it was just twitch the knife. I, I became a believer of the run first offense. I became a believer that he's like, the RB one, even though we know Lamar Jackson's the RB one, but he's the RB one. I had high hopes for him. And it's so unfortunate. I wish he didn't play in that game. He didn't need the reps. And again, this goes back to why I hate preseason. Like just get yeah. rid of it. Let's get rid of it. We did fine last year. Let's just get rid of it because things happen like this. And it's just so unfortunate that you no, know, his season's possibly done. Um,
0: oh, it is done.
1: Yeah. With the injury. I definitely think, you know, Gus Edwards is obviously the next guy up. Mm-hmm. There isn't much PPR upside between both of them anyway. So Gus Edwards becomes the pure runner, the goal line runner. Um, it just sucks. It really just sucks, And I just hate injuries in preseason. I hate injuries, period.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. I think um, I tweeted out too, like, this sucks on so many levels, but speedy recovery to J.K. Dobbins, and yeah. we will see him in 2022. So let's hope everything goes well with the surgery and recovery. And he'll be even bigger and better and more awesomer in yeah. 2022. So let's hope that for him. Um, another one too that is interesting, tight end Irv Smith um suffered a meniscus tear. Oh, so he is, yeah. I know, right? Another huge name that we've been, you know, kind of yeah. touting in the offseason, you I mean, know, to he's a super drum. tight end beating yeah. that drum for him, right? And he did suffer um a meniscus tear. He is slated to miss at least the beginning of the season. So just be aware of that. If you have already drafted him on your team, make sure you have a contingency plan. He's not out for the season. But the timeline is murky, so that's another one. Another piece of news that is man, um, I'm not sure if I care about or not, um, <laughs> is wide receiver T.Y. Hilton is going to miss uh, multiple weeks with an unspecified injury. I forgot he was still in the NFL. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I knew he was there. I actually I – actually, i I'm excited for the Colts offense, but, you know, yes. that's, that's the thing. So understand that with, uh, you know, T.Y. Hilton. This may bump up Michael Pittman. Um, yeah. you know, even later rounds, you're talking Zach Pascal, Paris Campbell. So there's yeah. a lot of names here that, didn't, that don't necessarily make this, you know, incredibly debilitating. Um, yeah. and speaking of the Colts, um, the quarterback, um, heir apparent, I didn't want to call him air apparent, but the, yeah. the QB two, who's on that team, Sam Ellinger, um, he has a knee sprain. So he's going to be missing, I think five to six weeks is what the timeline is for now. So if Carson Wentz cannot go, that means you should not play any Colts players except for Jonathan Taylor.
1: Yeah, there you You go. Because
0: it's going to be Jacob Eason at the helm, and that's no bueno. We don't like that. So (laughs) just be be aware of that. Carson Wentz is slated to start. I mean, he should be. He is on pace to do so. They're very Mm -hmm. optimistic about it, but just in case, be aware of it.
1: Business there. Risky business.
0: Yep, it is. It is. It's a shame because I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do back with Frank Reich. So. Mm-hmm. let's go ahead and talk just a little bit I mean oh actually no no you know what I lied my mouse just died not great my mouse just died live on tv breaking news I love wireless it's so much fun okay but before we go on to I did have a special note in here everybody thoughts and prayers for everybody in the gulf coast in Louisiana dealing with hurricane Ida it is it is so scary and this is a this is a process that is going to take so long to recover from. It is 16 years to the day since Hurricane Katrina. This storm is worse than Katrina. Um, You know, that city is one of my favorite cities to go to. It's why I became a New Orleans Saints fan. Um, It is such an amazing town and it's, it's, it's very, very, very sad. So the preseason game was canceled between the Cardinals and the Saints. So we're not gonna be, you know, talking anything about that, um, it is incredibly sad. So thoughts and prayers, You know, if you're able to donate any money, if you're able to donate time, whatever it is, even if it's just a donation of five minutes just to send up some, some love and support for those people down there that are going through something really hard. I live in Florida, so I understand hurricanes. Um, mm-hmm. and, and New Orleans is one of the most beautiful towns. If it happened to any city, it's the same thing. So just thoughts and prayers go out to them for sure. All right, so let's go ahead and go on to something far less sad. That was really sad the last five minutes. It was like yeah. no JK Dobbins, Norb Smith. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about some some fun things. Um, quarterback battle in New England. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what's going on, but I can tell you that Cam Newton did throw two completions on five attempts for 10 yards and a touchdown. Mm. I'm sorry. No touchdown. I'm kidding. It was an interception. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen there. Wink, wink. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Mac Jones. What do you think on that one?
1: Return of the Mac. Uh, I'm all on the Mac Jones uh, hype train. I definitely think it's better if he starts because it benefits the wide receivers. They Harris, et cetera, et cetera. They don't have to worry about Cam Newton running it in on the red zone. So therefore, everybody's happy in fantasy. Everybody's happy as a New England Patriot. So yes. I definitely think Mac Jones gets a start. 100%. It's one of
0: those beautiful merges when fantasy and reality football yeah. come together like rare, and they meet.
1: Yeah. The rare case like handshake.
0: <laughs> yeah, they do. They're like, this works for me. This works for me. Yay. Let's party. So I'm really liking Mac Jones on this. I hope it stays with it. Now, the other quarterback battle that I wanted to touch on here is in San Francisco. This one is very murky to me because <laughs> Trey Lance and Jamie Garoppolo, they both rushed in a touchdown earlier today. Yeah. They're both playing pretty good like I I don't know what to do with this situation and it affects us in fantasy because we're not sure what to do about the receivers here either
1: yes I, I definitely think it's a little weird situation to see them rotate every mm-hmm. other play. like is this something we're going to see during the season oh no oh, <laughs> but <laughs> it'll be I just got
0: heartburn <laughs> yeah
1: It'd be so scary to see. It'd be something that we thought Winston and Taysom Hill was going to go through, but we're seeing it with Jimmy G and Lance, and they're both playing good. I, I like. Some of the smart decisions that you know Lance was doing, and Jimmy G still trying to you know pump his chest like, hey, I'm here, I can rush in the ball too. So it, it, it's a weird situation, it's something we got to monitor. I mean, we're only two weeks out or less you know. two weeks out. So
0: and you know Jimmy GQ, um, one of my favorite nicknames. I like him. that name. He's he's really. I can't take any credit for it. It is actually from someone else who made it up, but I really love saying oh. it. He's not making the situation any easier for me to root for Trey Lance because he's being so kind and humble. Yeah cool about this situation so it's no matter what it's going to be exciting it's going to be exciting for the organization um so we'll just kind of keep your eyes focused on that if you guys haven't drafted already or if you have already drafted and you do have some shares of let's say Debo Samuel which I do or Brandon Ayuk which I do in another league these are um really good fantasy producers here that will have to mm, be involved with what's going on here and you're going to need to be involved on who is going to be throwing them the ball so I like that Mm -hmm. and oh Daniel Jones, he did a great drive and then threw an interception in the red zone. So I guess not much has changed, normal. you know, I guess, I guess that's good. So what yeah. about you? Um, anything stand out for you on any of these preseason games that you think we should talk about?
1: Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of Josh Allen, but it's really what I have saw from Gabriel Davis this preseason and through camp. He's having a great camp. It is Gabe's season for everybody. It's late to the party wake up now it's gabriel davis season now i'm not worried about a 34 year old emmanuel sanders deep threat quote 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 but um <laughs> gabe davis definitely stood out to me josh allen looks like he trusts him um we saw eight targets to emmanuel sanders he only caught four but gabe Davis had five targets five catches 75 yards and a touchdown that to me lets me know we're full sending the Gabe gave oh god god i got tongue twister. gabriel davis season so
0: have you heard me talk at all on this show because i barely <laughs> spoke english I think it's so i think you're man. fine
1: it, it, i think you're fine me all messed up now <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's definitely a guy that stood out to me man i was really excited he's one of the guys i've been watching for the last year and really like pumping bump banging that drum for him so let's do it
0: i love that i was really excited to see him flash last year and just the potential that he has as a deep threat sorry emmanuel sanders no no, i love him in Sanders though but yeah i like that air quotes too for sure but uh, gabe davis is a very interesting name you guys can get him really late in drafts and he is okay. definitely worth a shot hang on to him see what happens he's a stash for sure i love that take and just real quick before we wrap up here and i send you on your merry way andy dalton is likely to be crushed in week one against the rams their offensive line looks awful Um, it's Mm -hmm. not, it's not good. And here I was besmirching the Rams and I didn't even bother to look behind you and see all of your Rams paraphernalia. That's (laughs) how observant, That's how observant I am, but you know, Hey, we're still friends. Yeah, we're great friends. Yeah. You know, whatever, but yeah, it's going to be really rough because their pocket collapsed more times than they even were on the field. How that's possible. I don't know, but Mm. it's not good. It's not, it's not good at all. And in order to alleviate offensive line issues, you need a mobile quarterback and you know, Andy Dalton, your beard game is fabulous, but he's not exactly fleet of foot. So this is going to be a situation when it comes to terms of real football and how they're going to be able to move the chains and score points and be competitive in the NFL. So this will likely be um, Justin Fields sooner rather than later. I'm calling week four. Do you have against the Lions? Do you have a, a team that you think you might start? Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll
1: say against the Lions. I, I, I can say week four. I think, you know, Matt Nagy is like an evil genius where we're actually going to give him credit for not starting Fields week one. Oh, absolutely. Because Absolutely. I, Aaron Donald's coming, and he's coming yes. fast. You need to fear 99. He's a big guy. You don't want to put the Tesla out there. You want to put the Kia Soul out there, you know, to do whatever. <laughs> it's been ripped off. I
0: love Andy Donald's a Kia Soul. Yes. <laughs>
1: Like, it it might benefit him being on the bench to just watch that train wreck go down. You know, the O-line, like you said, isn't performing well. Fields is able to roll out and extend the play and hit his receivers. Like, you've seen the double coverage, you know, in the end zone to the tight end that he threw. That was a beauty. I mean, those things aren't something that Andy Dalton can achieve. So, hey, we'll see what happens by week three, week four. But I can definitely agree. Fields, week four, full send it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's not going to be any issues, I think, at all with kneecaps. Just go ahead and, and, you know, pad those up so that Dan Campbell and his Lions can't bite them off. And I think think he'll be just fine against the Lions. That's what I'm calling there, too. All right, so before I kick you out of here, Laquan, tell everybody where they can find you and what you're working on, all that fun stuff.
1: You guys can find me at Real Deal Fantasy on Instagram, MySpace, Tumblr, everywhere, man. You can Google me. I'm right there, Real Deal Fantasy, especially on Twitter and YouTube, of course. Um, Right now, I'm working on a bunch of stuff. I got stuff come from Expand the Box Score. You know, I got things going on with Downtown Rams where I'm writing some of my hot takes and some of the things that you guys need to be ready for this season. And I've just been overall just working. I'm just trying to be out here with the Mayo Media and deliver fire content only
0: i love it i love it so make sure you go you go follow laquan um not only are you a wonderful fantasy follow but you are a wonderful person um you. just you know you bring so much you know genuine care and and knowledge and, and you're a nice person it seems like you know social media has been missing out on super nice people so we need to yeah. we need to get that going again and laquan is one follow that you will not regret having remember everybody if you haven't already sign up for prizepicks.com. promo code mmn go ahead and go right there or there's a link in the description of this video i am your host today hopefully i stay the host of a show for Mayo media network because i didn't speak english real real good today but That's all right. Maybe next time I will do better. You can find me at step mom, Lauren, everybody football is so close. We're almost here and I cannot wake and we'll see you guys next week.